Welcome back, America, to the Yucky Podcast with JM and JB. And for those of you who are new here, this podcast is all about the entrepreneur mindset and the lifestyle where you can find balance between work and life. Within this show, we're going to showcase um, not just people within our network, but also local Arizona businesses and the minds that built them. JB, welcome to the show. What is going on? A lot, actually. A lot is going on. But Outside of work, not the nothing, most. nothing. Yeah. It's a boring life. Well, it's, it's just an enjoyable work life. That's it. Very enjoyable, actually. I think. How? Uh, because we have a very special person here today. Oh, see that, that segue? Segue. Segway. I was going to go into something really, you know, in depth and uh, detail oriented, but the first ten minutes of uh, this phenomenal guest that we have sitting over to our left has really kind of just shaken loose all of the uh, direction I was going to put in it. Carry the one. left. Yeah, carry the one. Carry uh, the I forgot to carry the one. I didn't uh, carry. I didn't carry the one. That away. Um, freaking Eddie. Is it is freaking, freaking the first name? Or freaking well, or the middle? Jose freaking Eddie. Oh, Jose freaking Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Hola. Hola. I'm so excited <laughs> to have you on this podcast, dude. We were so for a little bit of context. We might spiral. Actually, we 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 will spiral. Um, very excited to have uh, our, our longtime friend uh, Eddie in here. Mostly because when we talk about, you know, networks, networking, and people within our network, the, the biggest name that always comes to my mind is this gentleman right here. Because he has one of the best networks, I think, out of any of us. Well, that's not saying much, but yes. Well, <laughs> you know, no, you're not wrong. No, I, I've you're been wrong. watching Eddie for a while now yeah. behind the screens. Sorry. <laughs> Stalker, I, not just but the scenes. Is this Sarah? Did that yes. start? This? You were on my top eight. <laughs> Bull, I, I wasn't even on the top eight. This is bullshit. We weren't well, friends. You, guys, um, you ain't wrong. He doesn't like any other. You jokes. ain't wrong. No, well, yeah, there's, he still doesn't. Yeah, yeah. that's very okay. true. Number one. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number one. So, Number so, two. Usually, what we do with the guests is we'll usually come in, we'll talk for about you know 10, 15 minutes, make sure everyone's relaxed, comfortable. I don't think we were, have stopped laughing. Um, you know, since we've sat down, which is very exciting for us because, you know, we, we like when people are, are uh, authentic. We like when they're themselves, right? We don't want this to be something that they, ha- they feel like they have to put on a show. They put on a persona of who they want to be rather than who they actually are. So this just shows, it's going to show, I think, a different side of us, kind of Jake squared, because Eddie just brings out a side of us that we don't normally show to people. Well, I think it's a little bit of a, the organic part of have had known you guys for what now? half my life too long yeah uh, honestly is, i'm 50 if anybody's watching <laughs> so i've known them 25 years. the camera doesn't add pounds it adds age <laughs> is that is that what it is well, it's, it's, once it's, again it carry the one that's what it is but yeah no it's been i guess it, it has been a long time i mean so it, my so in case any of my employees ever watch this nobody knows how old i am so, oh, uh, so we don't will not say my age. I oh. forgot to tell you guys that. That's the one. Well, there you go. So, I was just, so just going to start talking about like school and back then. We can so talk that, about that. They're not well, like, they're but not I was going to put like, date. You're good. Don't worry. <laughs> I was say, if they don't have their phones and what calculators. Was, what was Moses like? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the biggest issue I had was when Jesus said, let there be light. <laughs> it took so much time between when he said it and when the light came When the light was, it was, it was, we were on 1G. You get it. Freaking Thomas Edison. That guy. That's what LTE stands for. Lay Thomas. <laughs> and now you guys see what I'm talking about during the intro. This is going to be so much fun. Again, I, I'm very, very excited. So we're going to try to try. Oh, you know, it is going to be fun. Let me tell you. So we'll try to 
direct this show in a little bit? Yeah. Please. No. So I, I guess before it. before we kind of get real real into it, obviously we kind of mentioned that we've known each other for a long time, all of us collectively, um, kind of back in the high school days, progressing forward. Um, you know, we did a lot of activities together like basketball and volleyball and, you know, kind of reconnecting a few years down the road after that. Um, but one of the biggest things that I, I want to focus on, you've done a lot of cool stuff over the span of, you know, the last decade, right? Um, so the biggest thing for me is like, so you're in the restaurant industry mm-hmm. right now. What was your first kind of initial jump into that, that industry? Um, you know, <clears throat> I needed a job. And, uh, <laughs> like all of us. You know, I, you're so, I love okay, your so. company and this is such a great place to I, work. I don't no, think that's, me. that even happened. Um, I had a very good friend of mine, Corey Schoenemann, if you guys remember him. Uh, and we were in high school together and he's like, you should work at in and out with me and I could give you a ride there. That's literally how it happened. And, uh, I took the job. Please know my, where I am in my food career now. Uh, and what I actually, how I was, was not anywhere interested in food. I was the pickiest person just for never had, had expanded my horizons, I guess. And it wasn't, you know, my family wasn't like a big eating out family. We cooked at My mom always cooked at home. And, uh, so I never got to try anything. And I, Kind of hated everything. Nothing tastes good to me, I feel like. Except hey, my homemade mom's food. cooking. Yeah. I was just going <laughs> to say, there ain't nothing like homemade well, cooking. Well, it seems to be that after all this travel and I've had uh, now the education that I do in food, I'm going back to the ways of still craving my mom's food. So I wasn't wrong. I hey, just, when it's I'm good, just it's now good. more sure. <laughs> <laughs> it just solidified that. <laughs> it just really made it concrete. No, but yeah, man, it started with uh, In N Out, just hopped over there and uh, then. With that time, I got another opportunity to go work at Casey Jones Sports Bar on 28th Street and Bell. You worked uh, there? Yeah, I did. My, all my yeah. friends did at the time. So all my yeah. high school oh, buddies, Chris, Connor, Ian, Timmy, it was there. like everybody. It was yeah. So uh, all our friends had like multiple jobs. It was like a two, three job friend group. Everybody, right? Mm. Um, and, except Chris, because he had a full-time job there. <laughs> and uh, we all had like one or two shifts. And that was how we hung out. Was yeah. That was a good opportunity for us to hang out. And then the in and out group is how... I got involved with volleyball. That's how I met. Now, I don't. All I mean, I met you guys through Keegan, but yep, and uh, Kyle. But uh, the volleyball group is when I started getting closer to you guys. I was with you guys every week, coincidentally, yep. just by yeah. playing sports. I, we were playing what two or three times it a was, week. Sometimes, it was getting just, done. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your boy was going to the league soon. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were definitely going pro. <laughs> I don't know what the VBA is like. Or NVA sounds good. Bless yeah. you. We'll yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We were there, whatever we it is. Were, we were putting in a lot of uh, a lot of nights where we would get all get together. Like we were kind of chatting with before we started recording is, I mean, there were instantly usually 20 to 30 people that we would get collectively together to play games. It was unbelievable. Like w- ridiculous how, how many people we ended up in pulling from so many different friends, right? To where we all kind of that's came what was together. Unique. That, that's what was really unique. It was yeah. like the in and out group kind of started with you guys because the you guys went to PV together. And then mm-hmm. it was With like, Nico and Freddie. Yep. And, and then yep. so that group was like, let's bring more people. And then I'm like, we're, we don't have the real estate. What yeah. are you guys doing? What are you, <laughs> we're sitting we're waiting cr- for games yeah. to keep right. going. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it turned to this league. And then it was like this uh, very uh, organic development of us all 
getting better at this. And then we started dressing up for it. And some of us would match. It was, it was a thing. We had teams. Yeah, yeah. It, it was actually a lot of fun. Because I do remember, you know, I Nico brought me in. And then I brought Jake. We brought Travis. And all of us just collectively started bringing friends. And it organically just became you know, an actual event. Like, it, it ended up being a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, which really kind of solidified, you know, outside of, like, Keegan and Kyle, how, obviously, I first met you. Right. That kind of built this whole relationship. And then now, I mean, we've gone a couple of years without talking and then I see you reach out to you and it's like nothing has changed. Yeah, I think we ran into right. you at NASCAR or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that was yeah. the most recent That's one right. going, going around to NASCAR. Big NASCAR was, guy. Which, <laughs> Shout out NASCAR for having me out. Honestly, I like free tickets. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, free Body ticket Armor guy. and NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's we saw you bumped into you like nothing had changed, right? And it had been years since, you know, let we me really take Let me take it back together. just a little bit. Um, this is kind of a little pat on the back for you. Uh, uh, during COVID, we had, uh, it was kind of rough for everybody, obviously. And mm. I had started reflecting a little bit. And I really took that time to see, I'm like, wow, although this is rough for me, it's better than everything I ever wished for. I mean, we were at pay, half pay. I'm working at this place called Mastro's. And um, and I really just wanted to give something back. And I was like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I mean, I wasn't like in a great place to have or had the means to do it. But mm. I... I knew that I was better off than other people were, and there were families, and there were like, and it was just me, you know. I, yeah, because a lot of people weren't working in your industry, right? At it was all. very limited to who was working, who had a job, who could maintain the job, yeah. like yeah. So you know, in my head, I was like, I need to do like a cool little giveaway, and I knew it would, it would drive people there, but at the same time, it was like, what an opportunity for someone who maybe not be able to afford it just like maybe myself in the past and then I could just give them some steak and then like the sides I can just get the kitchen to give it to them like mashed potatoes cream spinach cream corn where they're already there it costs us nothing and um I was like let's do a giveaway now uh you reached out to me and you're like hey I want to feed that fund too um I think I, I raised like a total of maybe twelve hundred dollars in like 48 hours and it was to give away everything was to give away yep and uh between you, I had a couple of the people reach out, but you really pushed with it. You bought a whole meal for them, for someone, and then I did that. So I think the winners were coincidentally, I swear to you guys, it was completely random. On oh, my mother's life, this is random. The guy who got me my first job, Corey, his sister won. Nice. And she had a kid with uh, a buddy that we played, that we were worked in and out with. It was a whole thing, and they were the ones who won. And we put together this That's cool awesome. meal and they really got to enjoy it. And then we had a couple other groups and, and um, some younger kids and they just got desserts and with the money. So they, you know, they were like, oh, let's just buy butter cake. So yeah. it was really cool to have the interaction. And then um, <clears throat> obviously with the social media push, that was very beneficial to these kids being like, Eddie, thanks so much, man. And, the, you know, they're all posting. Giving you a shout out. They're, yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, yeah. it's nothing like uh, doing homework at home, but also eating a butter cake. You're like, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was really cool to be able to have the opportunity to do the things that, you know, we did with those people or yeah. with, with even Jesse, our friend. And um, I don't know, man, I've, I guess I, that's, that started that for me. Well, and, and, and I was actually going to bring up the Mastro's thing because it had been a couple of years since we had really interacted on, on a social level, right? Like mm -hmm. seeing each other out in person, mm -hmm. you know, not just, you know, sending a message or liking a photo or something like that. Yeah. And when you, when you posted that video, I, I remember that, you know, there was a lot of people struggling. Um, you know, Jake and myself both were in a position to where our job was essential or our company was essential at that time. Sure. And I just remember seeing that like, you know, times were tough. Everyone was cutting back, but like you were very 
much like I want to give back to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I remember just texting you and being like, Hey, you don't have to shout me out. You don't have to do anything, but I'm going to match whatever you're putting in. Like if you're, if you're going to put in a hundred bucks, I'm going to put it right back (laughs) or I'll do, I'll match it. And like, let's, so if you're going to give away one meal to somebody, give away, give away two. I think like I'm going to match it was like 800 to a thousand dollars that we raised and it was like just people just be like, hey, I don't want anything from this. Just throw it out there. And I think in total, what we gave out was like eighteen hundred to two thousand dollars worth of food. Yep. Because some things can be comped or could be, uh, uh, you know, there were extra stuff that we, we were able to do. Mm. And uh, you know, when I when I did that, I wanted to be very clear that it had nothing to do with Mastros. You know, they didn't help me. They didn't. They didn't it was give. all you. Yeah. This was this was me wanting to give back, and I think I found myself in a very tough place, uh, mentally. Um, just because it was like, I'm a person of contact and interaction mm-hmm. and networking. And at that time, I was like, how can I sustain that? And it was very um, humbling at the time. I had people driving. to So that Mastro is the smallest one. It's the original 1999. Opened up up there on 8852 East Pinnacle Peak Road. Started my career. That place changed my damn life. I promise you, without it, I wouldn't be where I am today. But that place gave me the shot. And I had met so many people through at that time that people were driving past two masters to come to that masters just to get food from me. And I think that was the most humbling part. The, a bunch of friends of mine that were doing that live right in front of City Hall or at the Optima that is in the same parking lot. We're driving. First of all, all the they just north. wanted to drive, right? Yeah. They want to yeah. get back in their car. They want to get out or their bike, whatever, it, whatever the heck it was. Yeah. And uh, they were doing that and at the same time, you know, getting to say hi to a friend. And it was so cool, man. I got so much love during that time between people making me a custom mask to Eddie from Mastro's or um, just, it, it was so neat, man. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, this is in real life. And when, I think at those times that you have to remind yourself and that, you know, that little impact to them where a bottle of wine might not be that big a deal to them at $300 or $500 where those people's lives are different than mine, especially then. I'm like, shoot, what's $100 to me? What's 150 bucks to us at the time? Yep. Although I can understand and respect that it's a st- substantial amount of money, I still understand that it will not change my week Yeah. Or mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, I was like, I need to give back. And we had people dropping stuff off for just the people working. It was unbelievable, man. Well, what and, a really cool time. And that just shows so much about you because, you know, I, I, again, I wasn't trying to do that for recognition. I wasn't trying to do that other than you were doing something that you generally, like, genuinely felt good about doing. And, mm-hmm. and you could see that. I think you posted, like, a video or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I honestly, I watched it probably two or three times that I could see how much that you were actually, like, you know, impacted by wanting to give back to somebody. It, you could tell, you know, by that video <laughs> that you weren't looking for just people to acknowledge who you are, share my video, like no. my video, right? You genuinely were like, hey, I need to give back. I want to support people and I want you guys to help me with this. So that's why I instant was like, I'm going to help Eddie. Like it was, just, it was just who you were. And it just showcases that like, you know, the people that are coming to support driving on the other side of town to come see you, yeah. they didn't go... F- I mean, they went for Mastro's, yes, but they went for you as a person, True. which is why I think you've been, you know, so good at kind of, you know, finding your own path and building, you know, what hopefully we're going to talk about here is, is building your structure and your kind of platform to what you have now, which has been so, so awesome. And I, I think my, you know, initial take on this is once you started doing Mastro's, that's when I, I kind of saw you, this sounds a little weird, but like flourish and kind of yeah. open up into this into your own like dynamic I mean, of does, like this it, is it Eddie, doesn't sound right? weird because i think it, it was mastros gave you this opportunity uh i'm so let, before we get to it to explain yeah, to us like mastros your position um and then obviously like the growth through mastros that you did 
Um, I applied to the dishwasher. My cousin Mike was working there, and he's like, hey, you should work here. Uh, we need a guy for two days a week or three days or whatever the heck it was. I, and I think he had me go as a busker, but uh, it was kind of like not a thing. And then the guy, one of the managers, Andrew Keller, uh, uh, goes – Hey, do you speak English? And I was like, No, no, say. And uh, <laughs> it, it was, it, you, you know, would. me. And yeah. it was, and and it was not the place to do that. But it was very rhetorical <laughs> in the way he asked. And uh, so then he goes, Get on the floor. And he throws a white jacket. I'm wearing a white t-shirt. He's like, Wear a white butt up tomorrow. I go, Okay, cool. So I showed up the next day with my cousin. I was like, I don't have a car. I don't drive. So I, get, he gives me a ride. So I can only work around his schedule. That's why dishwashing worked. And he's like, Then we'll just make your schedule the same. And looked at me like I was a dunce. And I go, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so that started there. Um, started as a busser. Um, a couple years later, I auditioned in New York for a corporate training position as the corporate busser. I don't know how I got it, but I did with no experience before other than just that place. I just really cared. I think it was just who I, I am as a person. Growing up, I was basketball Eddie because I just always partook in basketball mm. and talked about it and was it, right? That's just what I do. And then I, I did the same thing with this branding. It's very organic. It's very, I, I, I sometimes identify myself by the places or what I do or what I love. And whether that's, whether you think that's reasonable or not, thus far, it's helped me out in my career. Um, so as that identity came on, I loved what I did. I fell in love with it. I remember sitting at the first day of, have had been on the floor and I see the guy and he's wearing a bright silver freaking suit that at the time I thought was <laughs> now I'm like, not so much if, anymore. Drew, if you're watching this, uh, don't wear that suit again. Uh, <laughs> but I thought he was, I mean, the bee's knees. Yeah. I was like, I want to be that guy. And I remember watching him shake every damn person's hand, everyone. And I, and I was like, I could do that. I'm like, that's what I did. Like, I knew everybody. I was nice to everybody in high school. So I was friends with everyone. There's no one, like, that I really upset, you know, like. And uh, I really felt like I could do that. And I, I started finding out more about it by, by ask, talking to him, asking him questions, hearing him, being around him, um, what, the, what the job really entailed. And I became a student of the game. And I loved it. And as I got older and as I grew with that prior to hopping into New York, I started realizing that I admired so many things about that life. And it wasn't just like money. It wasn't just like, it was just the freedom of, I guess, craving steak and going to be around it. Or I think there was the, the coolest thing that I admired was watching these people feed other people. These people give, like bring someone to an experience that they've never, they've never been a part of. Like there's this guy, Mr. Hurley, and he would always bring, like, somebody from a different restaurant. He'd bring, like, some politicians, or he would bring, like, football players, like, crazy crazy stuff, right? Patriots. He would bring, like, uh, I think he hung out with, like, uh, the owner's son once, like, and brought him, and I was like, what the hell? And so it was a, a really cool to see him give everybody the same exact experience, and no matter what kind of person they were, because the way he did it, they were all shocked. So it wasn't necessarily the food, but it was just like the service of what you were bringing to them. Well, it's the way that he, he was treated to. So okay. he was, and I was like, I want to be that man. So as the, as that time came, or as time went by, I started seeing what kind of man I wanted to be. And I don't know if that's the, once again, the best way to look at it. But thus far, I, I think those goals have gotten me to where I am today. And as I point to these different, I was like, I like that. I like that. And I start form, formulating and, and forming what, molding what, what I want to be. 
uh, as a person and, and how I want to be treated. And then I started, you know, I, I worked it backwards in the sense of, okay, if I want to be treated that way, I have to know why they're treated like that. So I study why they're treated like that. And I start doing that. And I, and I start being around it. Um, I became this guy's like this. This guy spent $100,000 plus a year in, at Mastro's restaurants. Wow. Damn. So you can imagine why he was treated like royalty. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, oh, this guy's <laughs> you do that walking anywhere. In. You're, you're going to be treated well. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's a lot of steak. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, so he would, uh, like I said, he would treat people and like take them out and then show them a good time. And then he'd be like a server from his favorite restaurant was Roca Core. And he would always bring like a service like, come try Mastro's. And then he'd take Mastro's people to Roca Core. And it was like this, this thing that he just did. He like just took care of people. And I was like, shit, that's what I want to do. And, and then I realized that I had a really, really, really great opportunity to do it by being in the industry. But, but also, there has to be an attraction to people from you to not seem like a worker. And not because you don't do work, but because you seem like a professional. And I think more people, uh, if they could get out of the worker mentality and get into a professional mentality, you'd find yourself more attractive as a person. And so would other people. So when I started seeing that the way I sold the business, I'm Eddie. I'm the brand. I work here. Yep. I, I don't work for them. I work with them. And although I never said those words, but it's a way of carrying yourself. Yep. Well, how do you do that? It's by partaking in that world. If you don't reinvest in your industry, it's really hard to listen to you tell me about what the hell to eat. I can't because I know you don't eat that. Also, I do now. So that's why I tell you to eat this. I could, I could tell you to eat anything right now. And you'd be like, shit, he probably ate it. Oh, I actually saw him post it last week. You know? So... There's some credibility, that, that credibility that comes with that. It is an investment. It does cost money. It does suck watching that money go out of your account. But you know what? It's so much easier to sell something. You become a more credible human. You be, you're treated like a professional. And you get better in your profession. So you're and, not just there trying to collect a paycheck. You're actually giving yourself into a business. Because, yeah. Yep. But, they, but I'm also taking everything from the business I can. Yeah. And Absolutely. it's not, I, I think there's like this meme going around, right? I'm not leaving here with nothing. Like I, I'm leaving with something, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and I always ask people, I was like, uh, I think often people get so caught up in this damn resume thing where it's like, mm. hey, if, if you get fired tomorrow, or if this place burns down tomorrow, what are you leaving here with? Except other than work history. Yep. But what are you leaving here with, man? Did you get free knowledge? Did you get an that's opportunity big. to go that's, somewhere that's and then they big. paid you back for it? You know, like yeah. I got a sum on their dollar. I got my first level sommelier. On their dollar. If you pass, they reimburse you. Mm. So I took it seriously. I traveled on their dollar. You know, like, so there's so much that comes from that. So when the opportunity came in New York, I jumped on it and I was ready for it. Um, uh, the regional calls me, uh, the gentleman, Mark, and uh, he, he goes, hey, Eddie, you married? I go, no. I'm a 19 at the time. And he goes, do you have any kids? I go, no. He's like, hmm. I go, surprising, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Not that I know if of. If I yeah. could wink over the phone, that's how my hmm was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so uh, um, he goes, can you be in New York in two days? I go, are you, you, you serious? He's like, what? I go, are you serious? And he goes, why would I joke about that? And I go, and then hangs up on me. <laughs> swear that's to you, it. Just true. click, show up two okay, days. Hold on. No, no. <laughs> Calls me back the next day. Hey, Eddie, can you go be ready for New York for by tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, man. Are, are, you're not joking with me, are you? He goes, are you serious? Right? Clicks, hangs up on me again. <laughs> Calls me back at 8 p.m. He goes, hey, you'll fly to 9 a.m. in the morning. If you ask me if I'm serious again, this isn't going through. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going. <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm like, damn. But the guy was a clown sometimes, right? When I knew him out of work, too. 
He was a gosh darn clown. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't weird for me to think he was joking with me. Like, what are you, stupid? Yeah. Of course you're not going to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Way to show up to the airport, loser. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, order me a beer. Just kidding. You can't. You're not old enough. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, me and this other guy go, and uh, we get the opportunity. We try out. I end up making the team. And uh, just being bilingual, I was really passionate. I've had the experience. I cared about every damn detail, and I still do. But, it, it, you know, at the time, I was just so obsessed with teaching it to people. And I just had this coaching mentality from being an athlete. And I knew how to lead a team. I knew how to guide a team at the time. Mm. And uh, I, I guess I still do. That's what I do for a living. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I took that lead from below approach because I was still in it. So when I was there, I'm this corporate trainer. I'm in a damn suit. When I'm home, I'm a busser. And obviously the buster levels is completely different. I'm not walking yeah. around with a freaking cart or anything like that. You know, just grabbing plates that are dirty. But it it was so it was so different. It was humbling, and it was it was such an experience. And I continued to work. Uh, 2015 comes around, uh, and I uh, they they're like, "Hey, you're going to DC in a week. What? Like you're opening that one too?" And then we're flying to you in New York. You have to go back to New York, retrain, and then you're gonna go come back to DC. It's like, "Will I be back in Arizona?" They're like, "No, you're going to DC." New York, DC. I'm like 20 years old. Yeah, so let's do this. Let me think about that. Let me let me check my schedule. Let me call my mom. Yeah. <laughs> let me see if my parents are okay with this. <laughs> How am I supposed to do my laundry? <laughs> yeah. Mom. They're like, Eddie, you're getting like and it, it, that's another thing. Like, I'm like, how am I gonna make it on my I don't have like X amount of dollars on my account? Like they're like, Oh, we're paying you this much a day, and you get a per diem, and you get I'm like Okay, let me where, think about that. Again. Where do I tattoo this signature oh, on myself? <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. yeah, sign me and everybody up. Oh, my yeah. friends. We're um, rolling. Yeah, so it was really cool, man. Like I said, I, I loved it, man. I loved it. And I realized that over all this time, I'm New York, Houston, Beverly Hills, Costa Mesa, Palm Desert, Newport, Malibu. How many uh, did you open up? Vegas. I opened three. Okay. I worked at four, 15 of the 20. Wow. And so at this point, prior to all that, right? So I do New York, I do DC, DC and then I do Boston. Dang. <laughs> I realized that I was really good with coaching people through stuff. And I made it to the point where I wasn't beating people over the head with knowledge. I, I hated when people did that. So I tried not to be the person that I hated when I worked in, industry, in the industry. A lot of times people aren't good at having knowledge. So people aren't good with things that other people don't have. They tend to beat people with it. They tend to judge people for it. And they never really get their point across. <clears throat> Just because you repeat the information and you yell it, it doesn't make you a good teacher. Mm. And the, hard, the more you do that, the harder your job gets. Yeah, because nobody's it, actually going to want to listen to you now. They're not absorbing their information. They're just kind of blocking it all out because you're being an asshole. Exa literally, that's yep. exactly it. And it's so simple, right? Yep. But why, the fuck would, does there, why does everybody do it? You would think it? it's simple. Why does everybody do it? Emotions. Uh, I'd say emotions to, emotions go. and pride yep, you are, are the biggest exactly things that. that'll stop people from either one learning or two being able to teach somebody because they're afraid that if I teach you my knowledge you're going to surpass me and take everything that I have and I've worked for that is an 80s mentality mm -hmm. or pre-2000s guys if, if for anybody listening if you teach somebody to be better than you and you're the worst in the room you will get promoted <laughs> and your job will be really easy 100%. I am the worst person in the restaurant as a good restaurant person, if I'm the worst employee there because I train everybody so well, that's a great fucking restaurant. Because mm -hmm. it takes away all 
the shit off of your plate Bro, and you allows start, you to take on something else. You can else. start auditing and editing the stuff that you can be better at and you can yep. start little being here and then at least you're speaking the same language but you have to teach people the language first, right? Just because I walk in here and you're like, you're a smart guy. I go, well, I guess in theory. Uh, and then you're like, well, <laughs> you who must, you're talking to? Yeah, you yeah. manage. Uh, you do this and then you're like, hey, Eddie, you should do this, this, and this. I go, that's lingo that you have in your industry. I don't understand what the hell you're talking about. Yep. But you could keep saying it to me and we could both be here but I'd argue that you're just equally as stupid for trying to over-explain and be redundant and be repetitive and get nowhere, and we could both have had wasted time. Mm-hmm. I drove here. You didn't. So you have to be here, so you wasted more time than I did. And that's my biggest thing. If you just stop, teach somebody. Teach them that. Do it nice, don't do it twice. Teach them the right way. Do it nice, <laughs> don't do it twice. It's, it's, and have them, dude, have them write that these down. things. <laughs> Tristan, write that down. And, and you have these people do this, man. You're going to have a great business. Yep. So I, I've continued to do that. I am a very fun person. I'm energetic. I'm mm-hmm. light. I'm, I, I don't see it. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and, and we're, but you bring you, that to the table? Come on, but, son. But you, guys, but you guys see this goofy side of me where at work, I'm, I am a little goofy, but I'm a little bit more, um, I guess, straight to the point. And, you're, and you're, you are very reserved. I, I've seen you in action, you right? Have, and you, and yeah. you've kind of loosened up a little bit, mm-hmm. but then when I see you interacting with other tables and, you know, your employees and people above you, you, you can see that act, they, they look up to you and, and in a good way, Thanks, right? Bro. Because nice. you carry yourself with a demeanor that, you know, is it, you res- respect people. And they, in return, are giving you that same mm-hmm. respect that you have actually earned from them. And, and you could see that just as you're interacting with people. And then you come to the table and you're a little, you know, going back to the old Eddie and mm-hmm. loosen up a little bit. And then when somebody comes over, you're, you're much more reserved again because you're carrying yourself as somebody who the leader, right? Yeah. You're, you're going to lead from the front of the pack. You're not going to lead from the back being goofy and, and, and being crazy, right? Well, you, that's, you're yeah, showing I mean, who they should be following. That's great you mentioned that. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's accurate. So it's when, when, you're in character, essentially, right? Mm. Um, and out of respect for my guests, I don't think it's appropriate for me to be like, what's up, sucker? What's going on? <laughs> like, you know, you're here. You're paying an expensive dollar. You're here to bring right. your loved ones, your your friends, your neighbors, your cousins, your investment partner, your whatever the hell it is. Yep. I owe you the respect to call you uh, Mr. Morrow. I owe you this respect to go, hey, uh, sir, when you get a second, not call you Jake, not call you Jake and Jake, not, not, not do that whole thing. Yep. Sir. Gentlemen, how are you? Great to see you again. Uh, really appreciate you guys coming by. Um, you know, uh, first time here. Great, great to have you. Thanks for bringing your guest here. And you, you do this whole thing, and you're like, "Wow, it seems like it's scripted. It's not, but it's it's part of the part of what you're paying for, man." Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you're paying it's, for the experience, yep. right? If if you guys wanted me to treat you like, "What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Great to see you again." That's you would have just came over to my house. He just slides uh, the Venmo yeah. right on the table. Then make sure you hit the- <laughs> What's bracket? Uh, you know, and I think you know part of that service. I think it's lost, and people do people do uh, forget that they're on stage. And I think mm-hmm. I go with this methodology. I there, I guess I remind people. I go, you are a show, okay? I'm coming to sit at one of your tables with three, two friends. Three of us at one of your four tops, we're sitting down, put on a damn show. And every table deserves that. Why? Well, if it's, I've, I've been very fortunate. All the steakhouses I've worked at or restaurants at higher, you know, it, it's about 100 to $150 or $175 a person. So if that's what it costs to f- imagine it's a ticket and you're the damn show, would you pay 100 to $175 to watch that show? Well, I gave a great performance on this table. <laughs> well, I uh, guess you won't have us returning. 
right? That's not how the Hamilton's great every time. The Book of Mormon's great every time. You know, these shows, these these Broadway shows, these whatever it may be, man, these operas are, are every time. It is a hundred percent banger. You gotta be that too. Yeah. Well, I have ten tables. Well, you have ten better perform ten times. Then you shouldn't be working here. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's it's it, you owe that to yourself to do it as a professional, mm-hmm. but you more so owe it to the guest. They came in at 11. I don't give a damn if they came in at 5. I don't care if they were here one minute after we opened. I don't care if they were here one minute before we close. That's not how performances work. It's not my rules. It is our standard, and right? And I don't manage people. I manage standards. That's huge. So right you there. fit into it or fit out of it. That's up to you. I don't, give, I don't care. I, I love you. I'll write you a great letter, and I would, I would tell you where to go. And if you tell me, I'll, make, I'll plug you in. But here, this is what we do. And join or don't. I don't know. It's, it, it, it's simple. It's, but I mean, you, you just said it best, right? Rules and standard. It's like, if this is your standard, this is what has to be met. Okay, our rules could be here, but we hold ourselves at a higher esteem. And that could be at, at any level, right? And at not just place, at, a, at a high end. I mean, even, you know, what, what we do, our employees, we expect a lot out of them, but that's our standard. That, but that, right? That's, that, just that's the biggest that, thing. It's half the times I mean, our rules. You yeah. guys own these places, but understand that the, pla- <laughs> the other businesses... That's the standard they're doing, so you either match it or be better than it. Mm. So it's not even your, it's just society. Like, it's just like, we all agree, this is what it is. If you have the audacity to tell a guest or complain about well, 20% standard, oh, you want to talk standard now? 20% standard, oh, 20% standard for who? Who decided that? Who decided 20% <laughs> tips you. just it? Yeah. I'm not saying that people shouldn't tip that. What I'm Absolutely. asking is, where's your point? Yeah. Mm. Prove it. Now, if that's the case, I can just make up my own damn standard of how I expect service to be. And if you're not it, you're not it. But the one thing that we can't, we can't argue with the guests and say that, well, you know, you, you were rude. You did drop stuff on purpose. You were a jerk or you're, you're not welcome back. We can't say that. But if you got to still abide by our standard and, and what everybody thinks we are as a concept yep. and as an entity and as an identity. So fit into that one. And then we can talk about your standard Standards. for other humans. Because it, you're, it's not your business. Yeah. It's, it's a part. You, have, you own an office here. You rent an office. And it's your four-table section, six-table section, whatever your restaurant does. I, I'm very fortunate to have had worked with professionals my whole life. And even to this point, um, I, I've, I've gained this great team. And I'm more than grateful for them. And I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. And although there's times where we're still learning and we're still moving forward, there's things that I don't like or it, they hear me say I don't like or what we need to do. There's a sense of respect that I have for them. And, I, and I'd, I'd like to believe that they have a similar respect for me. And that, that's just the standard of what we do. We respect each other. You don't got to like me. You can hate my name. You can hate how I spell it. You can hate how I look. You can hate how I sneeze. But you can't disrespect yeah, me. At the end of the day, you will respect me. Yep. Yeah. And it's, I'm not asking you for it. This is something we've agreed upon. We work somewhere. And if you don't want to treat me nicely, buy the place. Buy the casino, buy it from the native groups, and be like, hey, guys, uh, I don't want to like Eddie. And then you guys can all agree on it. Talk to the committee. <laughs> I don't you know. You can do whatever you want to do. Run that to the board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all in favor for not liking Eddie? <laughs> yeah. Say aye. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Bye. So- <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's just common stuff. And I think another thing I always talk to them about, my, my team's great with that. I mean, they're so... F- Freaking awesome, man. But I think my biggest thing has been like, everybody deserves that type of respect. Just do it. It's part of it. It's part of your damn uniform. Yep. Have yourselves a great night. Make a shit ton of money. That's, 
That's always that's, the biggest yeah. motivator. Yeah, but that's right. up to them. Exactly. There's in, in any restaurant, Mastro's, Toka, uh, Prime, uh, anywhere. Fifty thousand dollars servers, and there's a hundred and thirty thousand dollars servers. Wherever the hell you fall into that, it's up to you. It's up to you. Well, no, no, but what about my schedule? That, that's not, no. That's up if you're to not you. performing, yeah. high, I have people who have made 100K in three shifts at, in New York. You know, like I, I've, I've worked around people who made uh, 60K in six shifts. And I'm like, so it's, it's not always about that. It's about your following. It's about your consistency. It's about your hospitality, your selling skills. At Chili's, you can have a great server there. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the product to sell. When you walk into Famous Footwear, no matter how much... You want to sell $1,000 to one person. It's very hard to ramp up $1,000 to one person. If you go to uh, one of these uh, boutique stores or a footlocker, right, who has some of the more admirable shoes that, you know, people who shop at Famous Footwear tend to be like, oh, I just shoes are just shoes. Yep. But when you go to this collector store or whatever the heck it is, right, or a release at footlocker where they're like, this one shoe comes out for this much, it's a lot easier to rack up 1000 because it only takes three pairs of shoes or even two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A famous footwear, there's, there's no amount, like it takes a lot more, right? Yeah. So with no disrespect to anybody, you can have the best salesperson there. And if you don't have the product, you don't have the product. And when you come to these places, these hiring places, I've had better service at some chilies than some steakhouses. And that's just because the service is great. That's just being a good person, hospitable, on top of it, asking if everything's good, s- selling me on stuff, suggesting things. The power of suggestion is a big deal too. Mm-hmm. But you got to know your product to be able to suggest it. Absolutely. Yep. So when you go to these places... Can be a three-day server and make a shit ton more money than a six-day server. It's not a numbers game. It's how good you are with your product and how good you are at selling. That's that's so awesome. And I feel like, and I, and I don't want to cut you off there, but I, I think there, there's two things I want to bring up. One, um, so you, you've been relating a lot of things to like your team, how your you know your management style. Jake Brown has been phenomenal with you know because I, I didn't I didn't play a ton of sports, but obviously with football, you know he correlates a lot of business with sports right so what's one of the biggest things that you've been able to transition from basketball into what you're doing nowadays encouragement how so um in basketball being well i see my position as the same way position i played growing up kind of point guard Mm -hmm. um and uh you know delegating first of all but encouraging your team to get better encouraging your team to move places to go places you don't have to tell people things to encourage things so you can get somebody there faster by suggesting it maybe helping them understand what the idea is worth or why it's, why it's worth it, opposed to just say, go there. Now, there's times to do that, but in business. Always a situation. But uh, but I think the, the power of, like, suggestion, go back to that, encouragement, mm. and understanding positions, too. I think, for me, when I was a point guard, I understood every position to the center position. You can't tell me anything I don't get. So when you say, serving's hard, bartending's hard, I've done it. And if not, I've been around the best of the best, if I wasn't the best at the time. And I'm going to tell you, it is hard. And it'll always be hard if you care enough. But it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. And whatever you're describing, you're making it sound a lot more difficult than it is. Well, there's, you know, there's this person, and I, and I think, but <clears throat> I always slow people down. I'm like, okay, what all do we have to do? I got so much going on. Okay, what is it that we have to do? Right. I mean, we're just so busy. What is it, Name it. <laughs> that we have to do? Well, I have drinks at the bar, and, and I have an order to put in, and I just got sat at a table. Okay? Your buster's on the way to the table. I see them right now. There's a server standing there about to get a drink order. I could run these drinks that you already rang in. Go put your damn food in. So now you have what one else, thing do, what else do you got? Yeah. I think we're good. 
Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, so I think it's not so much. Then. Yeah. So yeah. as a person, as a person, like as an athlete, you so, we all needed it, man. Yeah. I think there was times where we were overwhelmed by some other athlete, by coach, by missing, by just not being on that day. And you needed somebody to just grab you and go, hey, you're good. Yep. You're good. And I think I do that with my, with my job. I go, hey, hey, what's, what's so crazy? What's so hard? Breathe. What it, yeah. Breathe. I know this sounds crazy, yeah. but that, it's true, bro. Yeah. Just tell somebody, hey, breathe. Stop. Hey, breathe. hey. Relax doesn't work. Relax doesn't work for anybody. No, Don't no, say relax. Absolutely but, not. Hey, let's breathe. Hey, let's think about it. What, count. Count how many yeah. things we need. Okay. That's it. We got it. Let's do it. Let me delegate for you. Take a step you back. You go do that. Set up a game plan. It's taking a step back, looking at the overall picture. Like, All right, there's not too much here. Yeah. One step at a time. You know, I'm going to accomplish this task. I'm going to get this task done. And, get, and just keep going one at a time and just breathe. Don't freak out. Once you start freaking out, everything else goes to shit you know, instantly. You mm-hmm. know in life there's people that are always in a hurry, but they're always behind? And every time they've been in a hurry, it's never helped them. They would just If you're five minutes late consistently, you can be five minutes early consistently. The consistency's there. It's just when you yeah. decide to be five minutes on, right? So if you just woke up 10 minutes before, you'd be fine every time. Or if they you just don't. wake up when your alarm goes off instead of snoozing. But hey, they don't. Fuck off, yeah. firstly. But <laughs> Okay, That's, hold on. Time the fuck out. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question now, Eddie, and it depends on how you I'm answer this. It, it depends on... <laughs> okay. Jake and I had this, I won't say argument, because... It's not an argument. Two sides of, 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 of a coin here. So, Jake Brown... Two sides of a snooze says, says he has to get up at 6 o'clock. Okay. That's false. He Listen... I'm giving an Can't example. Okay, you have to be Can't. up at 3 o'clock. Can't whatever. He sets an alarm. At 2 a.m. For an hour before. Dude, makes sense. So he can wake up and then get an, uh, another hour of sleep before he actually has to get up. Okay, how heavy of a sleeper are you? Can things wake you up? Yes. Oh, yeah, no. So the reason I would need to get up that early because I go into deep sleep really fast. So I have to get up at two. Let's. I would have to get up at two, and he, I would he have is to definitely a people person right now because he's proving my point and your point all in his solution. Continue. No, and I then love I would, it. I, trust I, would me, have, I love every second of this. I'm just saying. And then this I'd shows you to, why you are you right I, here. Then I would have to, you like kind of like be like, oh, all right, and then kind of start moving around. But then, then at least I'm moderately awake. That's where my like if if I'm too deep asleep, like I. I can't just have one alarm. So he's definitely a leader. And I want to say this because he kept eye contact with myself. Because you were wrong. When he was proving. No, no. When he was trying to side with. He's like, why you are I wrong. would do this. I'm telling you no, you're okay. No, no, no. You are he wrong. Said, Breathe. He said. <laughs> Take a step back and look at why you wake up an hour before your alarm. How many things do you need to do? <laughs> but he proved my point, And then he shifted eye contact directly to you to and then like, you're reaffirm right. your I side agree. of it. That, first off, shows you leadership quality because in a room, he doesn't want to divide it. He wants to group them together. And two, he shows his personality and people skills because he can basically join both sides of the party. Yeah, he said I was right. Uh, he's not. It's, okay. It's rhetoric thinking. And we're right the fuck back. Um, so if you had to wake up at six o'clock, what time are you setting an alarm and how many alarms are you setting? This goes to the doctor that I wake up and work out with every morning. I set my alarm up for 4.45 or five o'clock to be there. Well, it's, what we, time do you have to be up? We get there at five. What time so do you have to be out of bed? I would have bed? to be out of bed and on the, in, in the car by 4.30 to get there. What time does your alarm go off? 3.50 to 4 o'clock. Do you snooze or do you get up at your alarm? I snooze at 3.50. That's why I'm late sometimes. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, if you're watching this, sorry, you, doc- you admitted it right there. I'm sorry, Dr. Matt Brown. So you, so you do not 
wake up an hour early to try to go back to sleep for an hour, an extra hour of sleep. Well, that's that's my side. My side. Yeah, I guess. Team Jake tomorrow. No, shut up, Eddie. Team Jake, Jake. Team Jake tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm right. I'm not I'm saying you're wrong. Saying, just know you're wrong and I hate you. I just <laughs> figure your shit out. It's figured out. Do what you're I doing. Just it do out. it better. We're okay. Good. I figured it out. I don't get it. I don't get what it. Time is he, what time do you guys get to work? Not at a great time. What time is that? Uh, nine o'clock usually. A.M.? Yeah. Oh, where's the recently, thing? Recently I've been there. I, I, wake, up he goes at, to the I gym. wake up at three and go to the gym. Yeah. If so, you have to, yes, if yes, you have to yes. be at work at 9 a.m.? I, I be Don't on go to work side. at nine. Shut up. No. He um, gets there earlier, but I also stay. So late. I wake up at three. I go to the gym by four. I work out until six. If your mom's watching this, she's going to comment on your That's bullshit. Yeah. So continue. Work out till six, six thirty, okay. depending. Uh, go home, shower, get ready uh, to work by seven forty-five eight. That's fair. His shop's closed earlier you than mine, so that's why I stay. Real calculated in that sense. What time did you go to the gym today? I actually slept in today. I was at the gym by four thirty. <laughs> sounds like sounds like you're arguing. It, yeah. Just to argue. Oh my! I see why you brought Eddie. I love this guy. <sighs> Jake Brown, suck it. How'd you wake up? Uh, When's 6:30? the last time you went to the gym? <laughs> he just got here. <laughs> <laughs> he got here at six. <laughs> <with me. laughs> yeah. uh, what Sunday? Yeah. Jake's been going to the gym with me. Once a week. Once a week, every Sunday. Because he has to... It takes well, me about a week to recover. He, sends, he sets his alarm last Sunday. <laughs> a week in advance. <laughs> he snoozes it for seven days. You damn right I do. You damn right I do. Oh, oh my man. gosh. I'm so sorry. I just I had to talk about that because we talked about this last time, and it just drives me nuts that he thinks he's getting an extra hour of sleep. I don't... Anyways. It's a mindset thing. Anyways. So basketball had a big impact, which is yeah. phenomenal. Um, on the kind of so so you've done a lot of cool stuff. You know when we really connected, it was you know on at, accident. At, <laughs> on accident. Everything's I nothing just, is on accident. I just show up to work. Everything's my on work purpose. tends to be cool places. Sometimes, sometimes I think the I'm a great cool. employee. I feel like. Are you? The I'm one of the best. If you're watching. <laughs> I am one of the best employees. I just actually, I am the best employee. I, I think I just you know my career is led to me by me acting my wage. You know I just I don't I'm never like I think this company's ran wrong as like as a busser like I, that was never a thought <laughs> or like when I became a server I was like managers aren't great like I, I was just like things are just things like Whoa, you know this I is just, the job right right I just have to do my job and it's not there's nothing wrong if you don't like the people you work for there's like I, I was you know people don't quit jobs they quit people right but like understand like at the same time make your primary focus yourself prioritize yourself and not by saying not by proving yourself right by telling everybody they're wrong <laughs> just do what you got to do well, and if you if you're really really good at it you'll have the opportunity to bring up your points and there what you, you did is what a lot of people don't do you looked at future goal you went in and you're like yeah. all right yeah i'm just going to be a dishwasher and you could have sat there and said i'm just a dishwasher yeah. that's all i'm going to be i will find another job in a year and i'll move up to Busser, or I'll move up to line cook or whatever. So wild to me. Like I don't. I understand what you're saying, and I, you're right. And there's people a lot of that. people that do that. I but, don't get it. But you did the yes. same thing as we did. We got into a company. It's like, all right, I might be very bottom of the totem pole here, and it's very old school. Of you know, you start out 
bottom of the totem pole, and you wake, work your way to the top. People don't think that way anymore. They yeah. want to say, you know, I have experience. I need to be at the top of that totem pole. I need to come in as your CEO. I need to do this or that. <laughs> there, it's just like, dude, you don't have experience. You know, I think that's that's about talking or that's talking about like uh, making your dreams a reality and, and, you know, manifesting or whatever. Yeah. I think sometimes people manifest too much and they start to think it's real before it <laughs> is. No, it's exactly like true. vision that, board is a goal board. Like yeah, it's like not, it's, and that's what, and it's not up to you. <laughs> like it's <laughs> like your goal board isn't up to you. Like it's, mm. it is up to you, but it's, it's up to you to put the work in. It's not up to you for you to be rewarded. That's exactly. not how that's, goals work. And that's what COVID kind of crushed is when everyone is get at home with their stimulus package, making X amount of dollars a week, never made that in their lives before. Mind blowing. And then they yeah. go to back to work. And they're like, no, I'm worth $22 an hour. <laughs> like, I don't have to work for this, guys. I just sit down here and you pay me. Yeah. It, it's like, no, you, you're not worth you, $22 an hour. I think sometimes they just need to break it down to basics. And you're like, hey, do you understand how value works? <laughs> Supply and demand. If You'd be you surprised have a, how many people don't. If you it's have a, a job that's not very demanding and there's a lot of supply, the value of your job uh, isn't very high. Uh, and, and the problem is, is it's a give me world now. It's a give it me this, has. give me that. It always, I, I think it always has. I think it's just more prominent now. And then, yeah, and then they're all banding open, together yeah. because we talk about it on social media. Yeah. Oh, Dude, I, I brought this up. Uh, there's a, and I'm going to say it again. Oh. Um, we are the microwave generation. Oh, I just listened to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I listened to it when it first came out, and then I re-listened to it today. Thank oh. you. Do a little research? Of me or someone else's? <laughs> <laughs> um, the original. <laughs> the, o- the OG. The one you stole it from. Eduardo Norsagaray. Uh, <laughs> that's my original name. Uh, it's still my name. Uh, but it's anyways. Street name. Government. Oh, that's what it was. Sorry. Right. Right. Spanish. Ah. Um, totally. You know, we're the micro-generation. People sacrifice quality for quantity, right? Mm. We want everything we want it now. I think we talked about that. And, and everybody's guilty of it. There's nothing wrong with oh, that. Oh, absolutely. But you have to be able to realize that. Yeah. And so I think it's, if people, you know, things just take time. Time just takes time. Some things have to come to fruition. Some things have to flourish, have to blossom. And, and it's, you know, you can't just say, I want it now. Yeah. Like that's, that doesn't work. No, put it's in not the work real. and grow. Yeah. And then, then hold on. Put in the work and you can work your whole damn life and still not get what you're aiming for. That's a, that's a probability game. You work your ass off and, and you push for it and you hope and then you get a, sh- then you get a shot. And I would, I would argue that most of us have done this where we finally got our shot and we fucked it up because I fucked up my first two shots. And you know what? All of a sudden, I got another one. No, not all of a sudden, years later. Um, but you, f- you mess up some shots, man. You get opportunities and you mess them up. But failure is, is going to be your greatest success. And Every single time, that's what we've talked about multiple times. Every time you fail, you know, one, you're not going to let that failure happen again. You might fail at something else, but that initial failure isn't going to happen, and you're going to keep growing and growing and growing until you're, you're going to fail your whole life. It doesn't matter how perfect you are. You're going to end up failing. But you keep bettering yourself as a person, as an employee, as a business owner, as a family man, whatever it is. That's how you make better decisions, man. Yeah, you got to fail. The way to success is, this is a quote from someone else, the way to success is by great decisions. The way to be able to make great decisions is experience. The way to have experience is a shit ton of bad decisions, right? <laughs> and, and, and you have to know that, man. And there's yeah. an acronym. It's like fails, like first attempt and learning, right? So when you're pushing for it, like you're going to mess up. You can't just, you, you don't just figure it out the first time. And if you do, it's luck. So that means you're going to freaking, you know, freaking ruin it the second time. So yeah. because it's not a motion that you're accustomed to. It was something you did. It was your best guess. And it worked out. But that's not always the case. 
Another thing, when you start getting to a point where you're an opportunity, where your opportunities include other people being convinced that, that you're worth it. So you work your whole life, right? So you're like working, you're worth this dollar, you're worth a dollar one day, and then the next day you're worth $2, and the next day it's because you start taking on more things. And eventually you're, you get to a point where the opportunity for things is a value of its own. So essentially you have to sell it to them that you're worth it to them. And once you're trying it and showing them you can't do it, you still have to compete with other people. So at, at this, at certain levels, you don't have to compete with, with anybody. You're just getting better at your job. And you just, every time you get better, your pay does. And then eventually they go, now you're just one of 10. How do you prove that you're better than the other 10? Well, I just am. That's not how things That's, work. Yeah. You didn't have to, yeah. Yeah. then there's, there's business politics. Mm, what if someone's, what if someone's kid works there and they're, they're, they're molding them to be this, or what if you have some genius kid who's, you know, 18, 19 years old, they want to mold them to be within the company. So they want to start as a foundation there and they want to make sure he roots there. He's probably going to get the opportunity or somebody they moved with within the company. Like there's so many things that go into it. So although you can be great, your value isn't there. And in that time, you will get passed up. Oh, and yeah. you can get deflated, you can get discouraged, and you can complain. And you're right. But guess what? No one cares. And then you could <laughs> try and you could try again. <laughs> well, you could try yeah. again. And honestly, that brings you back to sports, right? It's not like, <laughs> hey, Eddie, you're First, the point guard. Nobody else is gonna transfer in. We promise. <laughs> don't yeah. worry, your spot is saved. When, uh, when we don't care about winning championships. So <laughs> if you suck, we're okay with that. Right. But even no, though you're a freshman, they're a senior. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a starting freshman on varsity. They're like, yeah, this guy's 18 and has muscles. Like, yeah. you know, like the dude has a mustache. <laughs> but so do I, coach. Yeah, on your lower back, bud. <laughs> Not even on your face. Nobody can tell. Um, if you sneeze, it's going to fall off, dude. Um, and I still don't have a mustache. So the, the point. It's because you don't try. <laughs> try, try, try. It's a touchy subject. I'm sorry. Yeah, that hurt me. My hairless Um Dude, it's, it's true. It's, and I think sports, you're right. That's how I learned that. Yeah. I, I didn't learn it from business. I learned that from sports. It's competition. One day, you just yeah. wake up, and you're the best that you've ever been, and you're still the worst on the team. <laughs> like, it's, and you've been good. Like, this isn't like you have just figuring basketball. You're like, oh, all of a sudden, I'm good. Or like, no, like, I was the best my whole life. And then one day, I played on some club team that was a cumulative group of all the best kids in areas from Texas to L.A. to, you know, Arizona. And... I was just the worst on that team. And to be honest with you, I started. And it was only because I was a better leader. So mm -hmm. imagine the kid who's way more athletic than me telling the coach, the hell, man, I'm a better shooter. I'm more athletic. Yeah, but you just don't do well with this team. And you don't lead it well. Yeah. And then I played for a different team. And I was the better leader, and I didn't get the spot. It just it, it, it matters on the coaching, too. Like, yeah. that guy has to decide on how he wants to run his basketball business, right? So let's go back to business. One coach... GM, regional, director, CEO, CMO, CFO, wants to run it this way, and you're f the guy for the spot, for the you're this per perfect person. Yep. Then the different guy comes in. All of a sudden, you have to start over. Like, that's crazy to me. They restructure or they bring their own team in. So it doesn't matter the amount of effort that you just put in, the years that you just sacrificed. You, oh, no, no, you're, I got a guy. Don't worry about do it. Do you I, know, I know him how wrong they are for doing that? Zero. They're not yeah. wrong at all. They are not. They, they are the best business decision. Yep. So someone, a community, a board, a group, investors, whoever, whatever you want to call it, the family, well, they brought in this group, this person, 
And that person was so valuable, so much more valuable than you, by the way. So valuable that they go, I don't work with all these people. And if you don't see that as admirable, you need to restructure your thinking when it comes to that. Mm. Because if imagine being so, I'm, I'm barely valuable enough to bring me, right? So think about that. Every time you go somewhere, you have to make sure you're valuable enough to bring yourself. I want to <laughs> make sure that you value me enough for me to show up, to be invited on the guest list. Now imagine being so valuable that they go, hey, you're coming to this party. You make the guest list, right? Oh, God. That's you what, tell me who's coming. That's what, being, that's what being brought in as a CMO or CFO or CEO is yeah. Yeah. from a different company. They just True. clear a house and they go, bring what you want. Build and then you just do. Like, yeah. They're not wrong for that. That guy just worked 3,500 more times harder than you have. And mm. there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. He's 60. You're 20. So wait your turn. Learn yeah. from him. Take exactly. that opportunity oh, to, to. Okay, he was put in this position. Holy shit! Why is he in that position? Let me figure that he out. He might Let still just fire pull. you, but <laughs> if you get the chance, if you get one them. day or one year with this guy, it's still an opportunity to learn from somebody who is better than that person before. That's a lost trait, though. That's a lost art. People don't know how to learn. They don't know how to get something out of they, something. They find it degrading, or they find it demeaning of some yeah. sort. And mm-hmm. in today's day, if if life gave you lemons, people would just have lemons. But it's no not- one would know that you can make lemonade <laughs> and, and that if you put sugar in it, you can have a product that's worth more than a shit ton of lemons. I'm telling you right now, TikTok would that. tell me eight ways to make that freaking lemonade. Yeah, bro. Well, you don't have TikTok. Don't, I know. don't play that game. Hold well, on. I was going to say Hold Instagram, on. but it makes me feel old. So. But hey, that's how you learn. That's how you learn how to be resourceful. If the, you, know, you don't yeah. got to know everything in life, but you got to know where to look. And, well, if and, you already know everything, give up. You're done. If you're, <laughs> done, le- if you're, you're, done, if you're done learning, yeah. then stop. What, I, I'd argue living? a lot of people feel that way. 100%. Yeah. They're know-it-alls. That's but they don't f- really know how it all. That, you know, what's the best you ever were at sports? Like the best year you've ever had? That you were like, I'm a dog. Do you, <laughs> you, you look at Tristan? Because, no, Tristan is my biggest critic. He so really is. Though. I could have the best game of my entire life, and Tristan would go and say, "No, it's actually your worst." Let me tell you your stats. This is why you were the worst at this game. Yeah. And he actually, for one of my birthdays, he actually got me my game jersey from high school. They were throwing away the jerseys, and he was able to grab the game jersey, <laughs> gift it to me, and then listed out my top ten games of my entire career. That's awesome. That's cool. Yards You're, and in sports and statistics is is phenomenal. Insane. But yeah. I would I would say my is that max prep. His first name is Max Prepley. Quotations. But no, I'd say probably my freshman year of college uh, at community college was probably my my most consistent best year. Would you agree, T? I don't even think you went to any of the college games. No. <laughs> I, wasn't I was going to say, I thought it, your freshman year at uh, Scasta was your best. And, and I think that was only because I went in with a chip on my shoulder. Of yep. I went in as, well, first, they recruited me to be a linebacker. and Like, hey, you're going to play defense. And then two weeks before the first game, they're like, oh, by the way, can you still run like you did in high school? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm fat and out fat. of shape. Maybe you, I'll, in the the I'll give it a of, shot. You were in the best shape of your life that year. Still fat. And uh, round round is a shape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom. Body of a god, Buddha. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, sure. They're like, all right, well, now you're our fourth string running back. And I'm like, well, that's fun. First string linebacker to fourth string running back. Um, and the kids in front of me were serious. You know, it was Alan Woods, which was an all state running back from Cactus. 
uh, here in Phoenix. All state, all region, everything, all the accolades you can think of. There's a couple others from like Florida and out of state. I'm like, this is stupid. I just came to community college to be fourth string. And so I busted my ass off, kept quiet. And then a week before the first game, they're like, oh, by the way, it's your spot to lose your first string. Get ready for the game. And I'm like, didn't do anything different. Just here working my ass off. But I think I played the season. Yeah, it was consistent. I showed up to every single practice. I was earlier on time. I busted my ass, gave 110% every single practice. So going back to what we were talking about, like, um, you know, we're not here to lose. We're not. You don't always have to be the best to be the most helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think because of what you did, you showed leadership skills. You showed, you know, you're like, hey, there's no. Now you have three guys behind you that came in with a chip on their shoulder too. Yeah. And now they're like, shit, we got something to work for. Guess what they do? A they white practice person better. is running back. <laughs> <laughs> Big fat white running back is Dude, in there now. now the now, only one in the region. You know how personal that is? That's personal as hell. Those guys are like, damn, every day. So now, now they're working harder. Now they do get. The, now the, the, let's say they do come in for the game. Now they're actually productive the whole time that they're in because they're because pushing. They, they want that starting something. spot. Yep. yep. So I mean, there's so many ways to look at it. Look at it, but in every way possible, you you have to remember to just kind of like humble yourself because although you think you know everything the people ahead of you will and have probably forgotten more about whatever you think you're positive about. oh yeah absolutely. and so and to this day I, I think sometimes I, I I mean for so long man I've got this damn argument Eddie I'm 50 you're this and then it's like I'm like yeah you're you sure you're like I've been doing this for 20 years I'm like yeah, it only took me three. So like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be honestly. bragging. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like You've done it the same way for twenty years, and you're still in the same position. Right. It, but that's that's what was our hardest thing in business is because we'll go in somewhere and deal with a bunch of other business owners that yeah. are 50, 60 years old. We're like, hey, chick, what about you? Eh, 27, 28 at the yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, nothing. Weird. All right, move not, to the next one. We're so, definitely not twenty eight so right now. I think. Well, I think when, we, when we were getting in the business, yeah. I think yeah. the joke for me is that's why I say such a drastic number. When people ask me how old I am, I go seventy or fifty five. Yeah. I'm obviously not fifty five, but I'm obviously not going to tell you how old I am. Yeah, you want to talk <laughs> about experience and knowledge? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I agreed. And I think sometimes when you make that joke, you match the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing when you're in these rooms, that's what I really got from being in the industry and being at all these tables, right? I'm just an employee at the time. I found there's a, there's an art of speaking to these people uh, to bring them down to your level. Um, and it's the most amazing thing I've ever learned because it's never made me uncomfortable anywhere. I've, I've now can match any room that I walk into, whether I'm dressed like this or not. I'm, I'm, in my career now, I can now wear outfits like this to a dinner where somebody might want to wear a suit. And it's not a disrespect to the place, but I'm still in the right place. I would probably wouldn't wear this, but it's still the idea of I'm not defined by that anymore. My knowledge now defines me. I'm not so much more educated as well as I really belong there that who cares what I'm wearing? Yeah, I'm going to have a more intellectual conversation with these people and make them feel at home more than you could in the Best three-piece suit you could ever buy. See, and, and I feel like this, and this is what I've, I've kind of been wanting to to really get into. And I know we've been doing this for about an hour now, so it, it seems like we have so much more I want to talk about. But when it comes to, <laughs> I know, right, it's been an hour of recording so far. So um, networking has played a huge role in what you're doing today, correct? 
what is one of the best things that, you know, when, when you are networking and you're kind of, and you kind of just touched on it, how you can match kind of that energy of any room and any person and any individual, but when you are out and you're networking, what's, are you looking for something from them or are you looking to give something to them? What's your overall goal when you are out and networking? I mean, it's never, or do you even have a goal? It's more organic than that. I think because of what I do. I think that I'm in a very unique industry and I, I think everybody could do it in their own industry mm. and, and sell it this way. But uh, I always make the joke. I'm like, look, man, I'm, I'm not, it's a lot of introduction. Um, do well by people. They'll speak well about you. Right. It's not always about what people say in front of you. It's what they say when you're not in the room. And Absolutely. I think if you can leave a good imprint on somebody um, that's just carries so much weight, but most importantly, that natural introduction is so organic, man. So if you have somebody respects you and you've built that rapport with them mm. they will make a natural introduction there much like we have i mean when i saw you guys in nascar i introduced you to the one of the you know board members of body armor and uh you know ryan who's the guy in arizona yeah. and um that that just cuts so many that breaks the ice right away absolutely the most important thing though is you know staying humble in those conversations mm. What is it that you do? How fast can you get it out? And make sure you're not boring anybody. So, so it's your elevator pitch, essentially. Essentially, yeah, yep. exactly that. So people going, you know, oh, this is Eddie. If you need it, if you need to eat, uh, I'm like, oh, man, I heard you're the guy, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I just go, look, man, I, I, it's very easy to be that. Um, everybody has a stomach, and I just have food, you know? And so if you ever need food, let me know. Uh, and, and that's just the re- But that's the reality of it. That's really how I look at my job. That's the easiest part about me. It's going to work. Yeah. It's the everyday stuff that I add to it that makes it enhanced or ample. You know, it, it's being, you know, able to get into these rooms or being able to be invited, make, being a value to somebody. What are you doing out of the ordinary that would make that person think of you more than anybody else in that industry? Mm-hmm. In my industry, no restaurant managers tend to be as social uh, or, or, I don't know, just do the things I do, I guess. I, I'm also involved in a lot of things here and there, whether it's clothing, uh, sports or you know i do so much with the shoes. different industry shoes right I'll so i so always much got the most fire kicks on every try, time you I'm trying i to see keep you. Up with those boots man yeah. <laughs> yeah good luck <laughs> um you know and, and i think that's that's just something that's so important to me is to make sure that i'm involved with a lot mm. and then in that same sense you can be in a lot of conversations because you know a little bit of a lot and so as long as you seem educated in all your conversations well you'll be respected organically and then whether they measure you out after that or they just want to learn more about you, that's between them and them. Which is which is huge. And I, and I know that, you know, me and Jake have talked about this a little bit. And, um, you know, I, both of us, I guess, actually have really good people skills, yeah. right? It, it's on different levels where, you know, I am more open to just walking up to somebody, you know, and just talking to them, right? Quick organic. question for you. How, how do you feel about talking to people on air, like on airplanes? I fucking hate it. <laughs> Don't talk to me. I have my headphones in. Ignore but what if you. You're, what if you're missing a really good opportunity for a business deal? <sighs> Listen, I appreciate you listening to the podcast one. Well, what the heck? Second. What are you talking about? I will miss out that. on that shit. I don't care. Right. Because if it's a good enough opportunity, it's going to be there. 
no matter what. Bullshit. Nah, 100% Agreed. will be there. What the? No. What are you yeah. talking about? First off, see what I'm talking about? Who do you it's, think you are? my side and now you, he's gone. Who do you think you are? The opportunity is just knocking at your door at all no, seconds. That's the he's thing. like, we'll get it later. It's like, not <laughs> knocking. I checked the uh, ring door before. <laughs> check the ring door. I leave a message. And it looks like they'll be back later. Like, like <laughs> Because if I want it bad enough, fuck is this, I will Uber go, Eats? I will go find another opportunity. Come here, DoorDash. If I I'm ready for my opportunity. Jesus. Bring me the opportunity. If I want it bad enough, I will find another opportunity. It's not going to knock on my door. It's not going to be sitting there waiting for me. But if I want something bad enough, I will go out in that world and I will find that opportunity and I will bring that shit to me. If I have to, if I miss it out on an airplane, fuck, so be it. Then an opportunity wasn't meant for me because (laughs) I will go out and find a better opportunity. Hey, Matt, want to help expand your business even more than you guys already expanded. Really love your 16 to 14 stores. I'm listening to Kesha. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Look, please don't talk to me. My headphones. T are Swift in. is swifting right now. Okay, <laughs> shut the hell up. It's a love story, baby. Please, Just say please yeah. find me. <laughs> please find me later when I'm ready for the opportunity. I'm not clocked in. Don't talk to me. Are you better than? Are you better than T Swift? I don't think so. Okay, Do you work for DoorDash? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love and hate both of man. you. All right. Well, getting back to the question I wanted to ask. So, Sorry, go ahead. introverts and extroverts. Right. That's a lot of people these days so for somebody who isn't i hate how much we talk about like people are like i'm an introvert i'm an extrovert i'm introverted extrovert shut, it shut all depends up. on the situation be I, nice it's, exactly <laughs> talk exactly. to people if someone looks at you goes hey go hey yeah. that's it that's not that easy for some people though it's, I, it's i've never the, it's a choice yeah, yeah. no no 100 percent. and this is the thing i i have never if my mom never introduced understood. me to you guys my mom brings me in here somebody's introducing as a kid, you and she goes hey or or Regardless, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It does my matter. Mom say, okay, let's say she's not. She's standing right next to me. And okay. you go, hey, bud. And I go, look at her. She she would look at me and go, say hello. You're being told to say hello. So this is something that's, that I, no, I that's recently, a good thing to have been told growing up. So now I feel comfortable saying hello to people. But you just, so biggest thing right there. Five letter word. You have been taught growing up. There are kids nowadays who have not been taught to look behind their, their phone. computer screen. For, but they, right? they don't know how to say hello, but they want to talk about introverted extroverts that are born Virgos. And yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Like, 100%. Dude, dude, stop trying to... Uh, I'm an extrovert. I just don't say hi to people. That, that that doesn't make sense. Or I'm an introvert. I just don't say hi to people. No, you're a jerk. You don't say hi to people. Now you're introverted, so you don't start conversations. Just not on an airplane. That's all. Just, <laughs> just not just on an airplane. To, just say just hi to not people. on an dude, airplane. Let's just get, all right. Guys, can I just ask everybody to start saying hi to people? Just say hi to people. That's it. That's all you got to do. You don't have to start a full conversation. You could literally end the conversation. Hi. And they're like, how are you? And you're like, nope. <laughs> just hi. You only got one word. That's all I got today. <laughs> Eddie said hi. I said it. I'm That's out. it. Got well, to go. I just feel We're like we need- talking to you. Bye. <laughs> I love that one. That's <laughs> solid. That's solid. Uh, uh, okay. Well, if somebody isn't as well versed, no, or maybe they're I, not, I not comfortable with it. it how, so if you're out... And you're you're with a bunch of people. You're kind of networking a little bit. And there's somebody that has not organically brought them to you to say, "Hey, Eddie, this is my boy Jake. Like, you know, he does X, Y, Z." Because you know me, right? So you instantly have a certain level of respect for him. Yeah. If somebody isn't well, vice versa. Well, uh, yes, I know him, so I well, I had to respect you. But yeah, small amount, <laughs> not a lot, just a little bit. Brown but greater it, than Mara. But if somebody if somebody Amen. wanted to, <laughs> fuck. Both of you, I love you too. Sorry, sorry. If someone, go ahead. If somebody wants to come up and approach somebody, what's something, what's advice you would give to somebody to be like, hey, let me break you out of your shell. How do you connect with somebody when that's hard for you? Uh, I mean, 
just saying hi is one breaking thing, but gr- I mean, how do you gr- get to that point of like, where, where I see are this you? person I want to Where come. are you? Let's start there. I mean, this isn't dating advice. So this is going to no, be no, like no, no, no. you walking up to somebody. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like, where are you? If you're in a social setting where this is a business type of situation, yes. this is an opportunity. We're, we're at a happy hour. We're, sure. we're at your restaurant. There's a bunch of different people that are there just literally having drinks and connecting the with best way to organically connect with someone else mm. is to know about someone else. Well, how could I know about them? Walk over to someone else. It'll be easy to talk to them about someone else. You go, hey, what does uh, what does Jake do? What does Jake Brown do? Mm. And then you then c- caught off guard. You would have your guard to be like, oh, actually, I don't think I've met Jake. And then you're like, but you know who does know Jake? Steve does. Go talk to Steve real quick. You go Let talk me to introduce Steve. you to Steve. So you get introduced to Steve. Yep. He naturally just thinks that there's a connection there. Mm. Steve tells you, opens up like a book, and he's like, oh, dude, known that guy forever. This is what he does. And then you go up to Billy Bob Joe over there, Jake or whoever, <laughs> and you go, hey, man, um, you know, I heard you're in this type of industry, blah, blah. Or you're, you do this specifically. My company does this. Mm. I mean, maybe we work together, kind of talk about that. I mean... <clears throat> If you go up to someone and start interrogating them, it's always going to be defensive. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with talking about someone else, right? And, and in a positive manner. And um, when you do that, uh, people, people like people intrigued. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, if you're interested in someone. So people like to intrigue people when you're talking indirectly. And when you're talking directly to someone, people like talking to interested people. And why they're like interested people is because they like talking about themselves. And for the person who doesn't like talking about themselves, maybe they just like a conversation. Yep. And if they're not that, they're probably an extrovert and they would sit on an airplane and ignore you and listen to Taylor Swift <laughs> while you say hello to them. You damn right. I, I'm get, even if I'm, you know, in between songs, I might ignore you, pretend like I'm still listening to tea. Yeah. My, my girl. No iPod or anything? No, no iPhone. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no. I, have the, I have the cords that's not plugged in anything. It's yeah. just hanging just down at that the end. literally used to be our thing. Yeah, Amazon yeah. days. 100%. We would, we would go into the shops and, uh, or the warehouses, have headphones in, and we just need to get work done. But everyone would come up and just start conversations like, I just need to work. I need yep. an hour, two hours. And so we just put our headphones in, <laughs> not plug them into anything. <laughs> They're literally hanging out by our pants like, yep. I just need two hours. Leave yep. me alone. Two hours. Well, the thing that I've, I'm starting to learn is like people are their worst enemy because instead of approaching somebody and having a conversation, they've had five different conversations in their head. Right. So yeah. the biggest thing for me is like, how would you get somebody to get out of their head to just talk? Because... I'm sure you've had people come up and who are probably you, you, you like nervous courage, and like bro. you gotta you know. just do it. It's 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 not it's isn't this isn't a complex formula. Yep. You gotta just build the courage, man. You have to understand what's at stake. This if this person's there now, this is gonna be the most organic approach that you'll ever have because they're literally here to speak with people. Now, if you're going to their house, knocking on the door, hey, didn't get to talk to you the other day. <laughs> you think that's going to be rewarded? Well? Not very Probably organic. Not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so for sure, when you're in these settings, you take advantage of these situations and not in, in an aggressive way. I, I I think, I mean, respect people. Walk up to somebody and admire what they do. Be interested. Be intrigued. Be be willing to learn something. Ask questions. Be inquisitive. Seem like a little kid because guess what? You are in that situation. Yep. No one is turned off by somebody asking something. Now, if you don't know that there's questions you can't ask, like how much does your company make? What do you make a year? What do you drive? Let me see your do P&L. You, yeah, yeah, you know, like it, those questions are inappropriate. Yeah. But if you come to them with an intellectual com- or question, they're going to respect that. Now, how do you, let's, let's tie this all together. Hmm. How do you learn intellectual questions? Well, you start learning more about whatever industry you're in. How do you do that? 
have had worked up in maybe an industry of some sort or a market. How do you do that? Have had found initial interest. So by working down here for a dollar, getting to $2, you start knowing what you don't know. As you ask those questions, you start hearing and paying attention a little bit more often. And as you pay attention to other people, because you are intrigued, your interest and your inquisitiveness, I guess, will eventually align and you'll sound a little bit smarter because you have intelligent questions. You do that enough. You listen to other people's questions. You see how they answer. Study people. If you're at the social place, you don't know how to involve yourself in these conversations. Listen. See how other people are doing it. Listen. There's nothing wrong with that. I I mean, I literally imitated the way men would speak at these tables in my head while still keeping my voice. And I would also know that there's times where there's cadences to people speaking. There's uh, there's there's forms to all of it, man. And every industry has it. There's, there's sayings that people use. There's a lingo and everything. There's a translation that needs to be had for people who aren't from that world. And this is for every state you live in, for every city, for every high school, for every job, for every industry, for every market. For It, it just is, man. Yeah. And if you really want to know something, care enough to know about it. it so is. care about those people. Care about whatever it is that they're doing. And then I promise you, that no other person that's actually successful in this world would look up, look you up and down, and go. You're not enough. No one would do that. Get away from me. No one yeah. would do that. Especially that is, you're right. If you're organic about it too, they you know, know that you you're know nervous. That? Know that you're asking. You know questions. who does that? People who are fake and have never really done anything. People who claim that they're business investors or they're stock investors or that they're this and this and that. Oh, and I'm so busy and I'm a, I'm a real estate. I promise you, I know so many of these people, and I've sat down with them and just said anything. They want to talk about it. Mm. They had a long ass day. They had a long ass week. They had a long month this week. You know, they, they've done these things that they're so exhausted. And you know what? A little bit of formal conversation. It's humbling to them. It reminds them that, damn, I did do a lot. <laughs> it sometimes goes, shoot, I remember when I was in the, your shoes. It, it, it encourages them. It's a real thing. And if they don't do that, more often than not, they're probably fake. And I think uh, if anybody came up to you today and asked you, and was, was 24, 26, 27-year-old you, just like you guys, and walked in here and goes, hey, guys, I, I, I know uh, I, I've been watching you guys' podcast. How did you guys get started? You're going to be willing to answer. Now, Absolutely. whether you have time yeah. to give it a lengthy answer or not, you will be willing to. Mm-hmm. And that will will then spark up another question. And if they can't get it from you, it'll spark some courage in them to ask somebody else. Yep. So That's true. It's, it's, I never it's, thought of it like that. You know, you only run out of words if you have nothing to fucking talk about. And, and, if and that interest isn't there, because, but you're going to run out real quick. But at the same time, if you're really a business person, you have plenty to talk about, man. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about it. Because at the end of the day, you're bouncing ideas off of someone. I want to hear if you really understand what I'm saying, because then I, I'm like, maybe, maybe that's incorrect. Maybe it's the first time you're hearing it out loud. And today, you know, we talked today about a little bit of business, a little bit of jokes here and there, but it goes back and forth, man. It's, I'm, I'm going to leave here with something. I'm leaving with, okay, I could have done this better. Oh, I get why he does that. Oh, I understand... So it's cool, man. It's cool to do that. And, and the communication is, is how we pass knowledge. There you go. Yep. Talking to people. It's That's why I don't want to talk to anyone. You don't want to no share knowledge. You don't want to share your knowledge. No knowledge. knowledge. I don't you don't want to gain well, knowledge. Just on an airplane. Just, outside, sh- outside of an airplane, I'll talk to you. He doesn't want to share knowledge. The, the conversation would be over in, a, in one minute. So, all right. All right. <laughs> all knowledge out. My name's Jake. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, so is mine. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this the, the whole airplane thing kind of stemmed 
I had such an amazing experience one time on an airplane that I don't think I'll ever top it. So I think now I just put in headphones. I've heard and about these experiences. Ignore anyone. I oh. ain't no mile high club. Let me whoa, tell you. Whoa, 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 I was whoa, flying. Whoa. So Josh Gooley <laughs> yeah, went yeah. to King's College in New York. Okay. Right? Graduated high school. Um, so excited to go out and do something. So I actually flew to New York to go see him for a long weekend. My Mom, who is a saint of a woman, um, used a bunch of miles and points to upgrade my ticket to first class. Nice. There and back, which I, I've never been to New York. Can I, I make 19 year old kid. Can I make my alternative ending? Yeah. You went and then talked to somebody really smart, and now you just want to talk to peasants or something weird. 100%. 100%. That's actually kind of what it was. Hi, what are you so, making a year? Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. No. So flying, <laughs> flying like, from Arizona to New York, I sat next to this this woman who was by far way more intelligent than I was ever at at that time. Easy. She was she was talking to me about um you know the business she was building, what she was doing in New York, like yeah. how exciting all everything was and she was just laying out this whole life plan because she just wanted somebody to talk to on an airplane which I didn't like back then either, right? But it was so cool because I, I just got to see a whole world of like entrepreneurship that I, I had never even dabbled in. Yeah. Coming back from having one of the best times ever in New York with Josh, um, coming back, I sat next to a gentleman who just dismantled some nuclear reactor in a foreign country and had a piece of it in a box that he was bringing home to his wife. It was the first time I ever drank scotch. His we drank wife? scotch on an airplane. Is a nuclear thing on a plane? It was a small piece. No. Supposedly, it wasn't Gotta radioactive. It was in I've a. I've watched this. It movie. was in a container, like <laughs> bomb. But it, <laughs> but it was like one of the most interesting conversations I have. And he Crazy. he was like, "Do you want to drink?" I'm like, uh, "Sure." What are you <laughs> drinking? He's like, "Scotch." The stewardess came up. She goes, "Oh yeah, sure. Here you go." And we just drank scotch. And okay, you were old like, enough. No, I was 19 years old. Okay, how cool is it that some people just start questioning about things in life? First and off, just get treated I will just okay, because you I'll, didn't I'll, get to listen to Taylor Swift for your fourteen-hour flight. How long? So is this it? Eight is hours? I don't know. It was like six, six hours. Yeah. Okay. So I tell you what, was, I will talk to chat. anyone on first class. Then is that fine? What? If you're not first so, class, so I'm not Eddie was right. You don't want to talk to peasants. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I am the peasant sitting in the back. Is that fair? You're the worst type of human. <laughs> That's fine. You're the guy who discourages kids to ask questions. Yeah, absolutely. Don't talk to me, little kid. Pow. No, I'm joking. No, man. No, I get it. I, I, and I don't know. It's just something that I like. So I, I just want to sit at, and, at some and point, not interact at some with point, anything. Do you ever think that maybe, although, God, this is such a hard thing to do as a person, mm. once you slow, slowly get better at stuff and you are finding a little bit of success, whether you consider it success or not, you have an obligation in this life to pass on that information. Nothing is created by people. We, we information wise, we yep. pass on information. Mm -hmm. we, we share information. We share encouragement. We share, uh, you know, goals. We share, we, we teach people they can without that lady. Where, where, where's your mindset at? Are you still going, I need to be this, this, and this. And if I just do this every day, my boss can have a new car. You know, sure. like it's, that encouragement is something you should give back to the world. And, and I think that maybe take the time. I don't, if the person spells bad, maybe don't do it. <laughs> That's just, that means they don't respect you or themselves. But, yep. uh, but if for the most part you do get some kid that looks like you or like me and, and is inquisitive or what's going on, man. You're like, shut up. Um, <laughs> don't I talk get, to me, kid. No, I, I would 100% talk. Some people talk. are scared. Don't get me wrong. I, I think some people are scared of mimes or mm -hmm. like, Violated by mom or something. But, uh, you want to tell us about something? Uh, do you, no. you want to you want to roll and <laughs> no, lay down no. on I mean, the like, couch? No, no. I mean, like you know, some people just like talk to talk. Yeah. I I get where you're saying. 
Mm. But if there is somebody like that, you know, it's like that's, those are the people you owe the world to talk to because you Absolutely. were given something. And, and I, I actually I wholeheartedly agree with you. And, and that's why this, you know, I talk about not wanting to interact with anyone on yeah, an airplane. Yeah, I think we're just being but, funny. No, no, no. no, no but all... this, is, this is why we wanted to do something like this, to share information from people like you. You know, you're in our network. And again, I, I wasn't lying when I said this earlier. Like when I think of somebody, I'm like, who's, who knows the guy that I need? Eddie. Who knows the best place to go eat food? Eddie. Who, if I need some freaking sneakers, who do I call Eddie like your network is the one that I think of when I think about stuff like this but that's why you know and I won't speak for Jake I'll, I'll speak for myself but like that's why I wanted to do something like this so we could share not just the knowledge that we get to receive from you right but we can share with whoever is out there who wants to listen who is like oh shit this is actually like that's really good to know or I never yeah. thought of a situation like this or you know I want to know where Eddie got his freaking kicks from like just just something that allows us to actually share it without actually Shout trying to list. be a guest list Buy your shoes. Um, but again, <laughs> most people hit with the guns. Uh, it's hard to just interact with random people nowadays. It's it just is, the way man. the society, I think, has kind of molded and branded. I'll, I'll even speak for myself, molded it's, myself. But in this scenario, like we get to showcase the great people in our lives and being able to showcase the great things that you've done. And you might not think they're great, just like how I mean, our about, success is look, different look, than look, what people I was see, intimidated but, by you guys when I first met you. I'm a no, middle schooler. Fresh, freshman in high school or whatever. You guys mm. were ju sophomore, junior, seniors, whatever the fuck it was. And I mean, actually, seniors? Senior? Uh, no, after high we school? Were, you guys had just, you guys were done college? I think you were freshman, we were senior? No. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I can barely remember what we did I'm a week Keegan's ago. I'm Keegan's age. You guys are Kyle's age. Yeah. He was two, three years old. I think three. So, so yeah. We were, you were freshman, we were senior. Something like that. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The point is, you know, these are grown men and that there's there's admiration that comes with it man like it's natural admiration you admire the people older than you at that time and you get the cool high school kids and i'm just barely in high school so let alone being cool and like but it's like, you, you were guys cool. were like the big bros you know and yeah. you guys were always like messed around with us and like in a good way it wasn't anything aggressive or anything, but it was like just like ah, what's going on boys and we're like oh man no you know nothing and so <laughs> we try to overcompensate and be extra cool even yeah. though we're not you, guys, you goofballs but you know a lot of it comes from that admiration is where we built some of the humor that we got. Mm -hmm. We started developing our humor based around your guys' humor. We started developing our, your interest, or our interest in some, uh, in your conversations based off just the conversation we heard you guys have. That's just life. That's not yeah. big brother, little brother things. That's not, uh, you know, people, it's natural, I feel like. It's, a, it's human nature to admire what somebody that you admire, or I guess admire what someone in your life does you just inherit it you you're attracted to it so how is it that you don't just translate that into the world there's nothing i think it's the it's the stigma of being a freaking follower it's being a mm -hmm. bro you're just copying who cares who cares yeah i like this car because that person had it i like this shirt because that person had it a, it's a the power of influence. Well, that's, there's influ that's why there's there influencers, right? But that's but why they're. Been, that's been a thing. We just laid, we just named it in 2018. Okay, we named it then because now it you had can been reach, a thing forever. You can reach millions of people with one post, right? But before in an influencer, past, uh, someone uh, someone on TV. Yes. So why did you wear baggy jeans? Why did you not wear baggy jeans? Why did you like want a truck? Why did you? If you could tell me that all these things you watch no 
any, you didn't watch TV, you didn't go on your phone, mm-hmm. you had zero influence from everybody else, and you just like it because you like it. Oh, You're a freaking liar. Yep, never in a million years. We like stuff because of our athletes. Why did you wear white on white? Why do you wear white socks with your white cleats? I don't know, just watched him do it. Why did you wear black and white? You know, it's you do these things because it's the cool thing then. Yeah. And guess what? It's going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. And they're going to call it something else in 10 years, in 15 years. Leaders are the back. Uh, they're going to call it whatever they... <laughs> it keeps the, coming The lines. Back. Like, I don't fucking know. What, whatever you want to call it, man. At yep. the end of the day, it's just, it's just nature. It's just 100%. human nature. Yep. And, and so, you know what? All this whole influencer scene we talk about, it's, it's say what you want, but they're making money. Mm-hmm. And, and they've monetized yeah. day-to-day influence. Yes, and, and I've been fortunate enough to partake in some of it and being in the micro-influencing world where I now deduce how much I spend on certain things because of that or I don't spend anything and get what I need by having this influence. How can you say that that's not something worth, I guess, doing? If I tell you, every time you wear that hat, I'm going to send you 50 bucks and make sure I'll get you two more hats. Guess what you're doing? I'm going to wear that hat every <laughs> second of my life. But if I know you have people that are going to buy that hat because Jake's wearing it, Jake and Jake wear it on the show, mm. that, I mean, that, that's something, man. That's, I, I don't know. It's, it's just so, I, I understand how people are just like that. That's, that's dumb. Dumb. I think it's dumb to not want free, like, <laughs> stuff that you're going to buy well, anyways. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> the problem with the world today is everyone's out there that brings somebody else down because they're yes. doing better. So. You're on TikTok or Instagram Reels or Facebook Reels, whatever it is. You look at the comments and somebody can, like, weightlifting videos. Pisses me off. Somebody can be doing the absolute perfect weightlifting video and somebody's like, you're doing it wrong. Well, actually, (laughs) you should probably put your elbows at a 63 degree angle because the cucumber is round. (laughs) It's like, what the, what are you talking about? Like, they just want to be. And you go on their profile and it's some fucking slob. Yeah, it's Or it's a fake profile. It's (laughs) not even them (laughs) real selves commenting on it. It's one of my favorite memes. It's like somebody watching Ninja Warrior and it's just like, (laughs) what a freaking loser that guy is. It's some like 400 pound guy (laughs) eating chips on the couch. couch. (laughs) I've been there. I'm just gonna say, it's I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. just kickballs. <laughs> Get over them, and then I'm like, uh, I think uh, there's a quick like little stand up of Ron White uh, talking about Tiger, and he's like, oh man, it's always people come on. Or I think it's Bober or something. Anyway, some comic. He goes, uh, why are people judging Tiger? Like, if I were him, I would have never done that. You don't know that. You don't have 400 Scandinavian <laughs> women waiting on a bus after your golf match. You know who you have? You have three drunken friends and two mad wives. <laughs> and it's so true, he's though. Like, he's like, you only know you wouldn't do it because you can't. <laughs> but if you could, you might you not. Would. You would. Yeah, so it's it's so funny. But people do this thing, man. For me, I just try to make sure I'm as encouraging as possible. I don't care what you do. And you're if you're excited, that, yeah. bro, I'm going to learn enough about it to be excited with you. There you go. And it's, it, I just like people winning because it, I like people winning thing. in my circle, bro. Exactly. I don't want losers around. I'm not going to get rid of losers. I'm just going to encourage everybody to become winners. To you know, better. like I just want everybody to be killers out here. Yep. And there's just another, referring to another stupid video. There's a kid who's like describing his high school football team or college football team. He's like, Jones, dog. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, Steven, dog. He's like, Billy didn't even know he was a wide receiver. Dog. <laughs> like, and I just want to describe all my friends like that. And, yeah. I, and I really believe I do that. And I think sometimes people go with the mindset of surround yourself with winners. And they think that a winner is somebody who's accomplished it already. No. A winner can be a, mi- a mindset, someone who's going towards it. And there's nothing wrong with, with 
you know, encouraging those people and being attracted to that. Now, someone starts going the opposite way and brings you down and, you know, you can't talk them out of it. There's nothing wrong with cutting people off in that sense. Absolutely. Um, but don't give up on people too easy either. You mm-hmm. know? So. No, that's, that's huge right there. I mean, Jake's I, I, always, you know, talked about how, you know, the people in his circle have been, you know, so supportive and they're, they're there for a reason. Yep. Right. And it's just like you were saying, help them become a winner. Be yeah. the supportive friend that's like, Try hey, I, I have this network. I have the capability to, to you know, sponsor you with something or to showcase you on my Instagram. Maybe you'll get some more followers, get some traction with something, like, yeah. instead of just the ones that kick them to the curb. Yeah, man. I, I, and you can use all this power of influencing, suggestion, all this stuff. You can, you can help everybody around you. Yep. And it costs you zero dollars other than just effort. Just time. A little time, a little effort. There little, you go. Little push. Amen to that. Well, I know we've. Uh, th- this is definitely going to be our longest one, and I, I want to keep talking to you, but I think maybe we'll we'll have to bring you back another time. That way, we can really dive into a whole other side of of Eddie. But before we kind of wrap it up, do you have anything that you want to ask of us, or anything that you want to? Can you break know? me down real quick on your guys' story, real quick? I, give me like a quick pitch on. You guys bought some places. You guys got going. What 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 did you guys do? I mean, this is cool. So I remember one store kind of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so how, how it really happened was I, I was living in Virginia at the time, um, working, looking to come back. Jake was working, what year? um, 20, when did you get married? 18, 18, 18. Um, so he was working with our now third business partner, um, doing FedEx, uh, routes, doing a bunch of different stuff. They were, you know, developing into the, the Amazon DSP side. I was looking for a job to come back. Um, Jake was so gracious to give me a job interview and I ended up coming on board with them. Um, so doing the Amazon DSP stuff, we were across five different states, six stations, doing a lot of really, really cool stuff. Um, and then Amazon decided to cut us down to one singular station. So we diversified. And then that's when Jake and I stepped up and did not just being in employed, but employers at this time now. So we were part of the business. Um, started with the very first Mako in June of 2020 or July. Yeah, I think it was July 1, 2020. July 1, 2020, our very first Mako. Um, flash forward three years. So we now have uh, four Makos and five Mighty Key locations spread out throughout the Valley. That's so cool, man. I think so we just, we were presented with an opportunity to say, hey, do you want to be a part of something? And we took it and you, you, you had to never be ready, back. you know, and I think... Even if you're not ready, if you don't take the opportunity, you're never going to but, be ready. Sure, but I'm saying you have to put yourself in a good position to be able to have have, it, have had even taken the opportunity, right? Yes. So I think, you know, luck is opportunity and preparation meeting, right? You have to be prepared, prepared for that opportunity, as prepared as you can be. And once you do do that, it's a great decision. Absolutely. But don't bite off more than you can chew because you're going to set yourself back. Most of these positions in life, once you failed once, it's going to kind of, it's going to be kind of tough to get out of that hole. But uh, yeah, man, it's so cool. I think that's, that's really awesome. I'm happy for you guys, man. I appreciate it. Uh, th- this is awesome. This is so so great, and other than it being a little warm in this back office, we're we're uh, we're, ma- we're making it happen. A little sweat, <laughs> a little a little a little sweaty. Definitely can't stand up and see the back of my shirt, but you know, stuck to the couch. But sorry, uh, no, no, man. Um, this is awesome. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming out, man. Um, if you get if you guys any of these people, if any of your people ever need anything, feel free to reach out to them. Reach out to me on my social media as well. Um, I run restaurants. I run around them. I run in them. What, what's the one them. you're running right now? Prime Steakhouse. It's at a Gila River Casino, Wild Horse Pass. Um, about a year and a half old. Took an old concept, moved it to 11th floor. We're an all-glass restaurant. Uh, it's gorgeous. I mean, we just, uh, we're doing really cool stuff out there. Changing the whole scene in Chandler. Um, did Scottsdale, did New York, did Boston, did D.C. At some point, I took a challenge to, or I challenged myself, and I said, if I'm really good, I can make Chandler pop. And 
So I want to make Chandler great again. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely come out and support you. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Reach out to me on social media as well. Like I said, don't be shy. No matter what, just be like, hey, I want to come see you. I want to come by. I want to come through. Whatever you, however you want to uh, word it. Tell them that Jake sent you. Yeah, tell them Jake, Jake Squared sent you. There it is. Um, Shoes-wise, guest list. If you guys ever need anything from there, let me know. Authentic is the brand I always wear. Um, got a big, big release coming in October 23rd. We're going to change the game. Uh, we were just at the Magic Show in Las Vegas. And uh, we had a goal for three days. And uh, I think it took about, I don't know, 18 hours to accomplish that goal out there. And we had everybody, every store. We were the busiest booth. and um, That's awesome. Really great to, to see it. Um, I don't want to disclose anything else wise there. You guys can follow us on Instagram, Authentics. You can follow Guest List. And you can follow Eddie underscore N-O-R-R. And if you want to be fed, fitted, or shoe sized... Gotcha. Gotcha. Look yeah. at that. Damn. That's a friggin'. That's a sign off. There. You want to do ours, do ours too? We'll turn some music know. on. T. Lee, you, you got a shout out for the, the Yucky Podcast? Nothing. All right. Well, Eddie, thank you for coming on today. Uh, learned a lot. You know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, big moments there. Make sure you go out and say hi to somebody. Make sure you're winning your day, your week, your month. Um, make it the best one you can get. Look us up on the Yucky Podcast. Dot com, uh, Gmail. What do we got? We <laughs> got Instagram. We got the yucky podcast at gmail.com. We got the dot yucky dot podcast on Instagram, TikTok. Look us up on all social media. We'll see you guys down the road. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.